DeAndre, I'm very upset. Why are you upset? It's it's Wednesday. Uh, All Elite Wrestling is on live on TBS from Stockton, California. It's a nice, uh, <laughs> it's a nice Wednesday. It's starting to cool down after a hot day. What what could be the problem? The problem is is why do we have to spend like two hours cooking just to eat in like fifteen minutes, if not less? Like all that time we spend cooking just to devour it. And like a fraction of the time we spent making said food. I uh, I see the dilemma. I see the dilemma. Um, yes. Well, you know, it's not. It's it's that old saying. It's not the journey. It's the destination, right? <sighs> I guess this is why I don't like cooking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've I'm not a big fan of cooking myself unless it's like something I can make really really quick. Um, yeah, cooking is for the birds. That's why I don't do it for the Birds most part. And the beans, they got nothing on you and me. I think I sang that song backwards, but it's fine because you know what? Here we are bringing you another episode of Soft Boiled. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Yesenia, with your other hostess with the mostest, DeAndre. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're back. We're coming back with a slightly different topic and i give y'all a different vibe a different flavor if you will um compared to the last two weeks i know the last two weeks we got pretty real here on the soft boiled podcast and so shout out to us deandre um but why don't you tell the good people what we're talking about today uh yes we are gonna be talking about on today's podcast that's right this very one you're listening to Soft boiled comes out every Friday at uh I don't I don't even know what time I upload it, but today's topic for all of you listening coming up on the other side of Ace. No, I'm just kidding. It's talking about confidence, all about confidence today. Everything involving confidence. Where does it come from? Do you have it? Do I have it? Does your senior have it? We're gonna find out that and so much, much more right here on Soft Boiled. Tuned in to the Soft Boiled Podcast with DeAndre and Yesenia, your one-stop shop for all things relationships. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yesenia. Oh, oh, so we we should get started. Okay, D. Yeah, people. Yes, yes, sir. People's got things to do. I am hungry. I haven't eaten since like noon. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna get. Sir, I gave you ample time to eat yeah but i've got you chose not to eat i've got plans and reservations and whatnot so uh, i had to wait but it's all good like i said the destination is what matters not the journey we'll get there but uh yeah today's topic all about confidence um you know where does it come from do we have it have we always had it um you know do men and women like confidence in a person of course i mean i would i would sure hope so shit uh and also that doesn't even have to pertain to just relationships just you know confidence self-confidence in yourself um you know and your abilities to achieve your goals or to even take the first step towards your goals that sort of thing so uh yesenia let's uh let's start with you confidence what uh what can you tell us about maybe let's start with you like your self-confidence where are you at Uh, i think when it comes to my own confidence it's 
definitely a challenge. I think I do a great job at that whole like fake it till you make it. Um, I'm still trying to make it, y'all. Still trying to make it. But I think something that is interesting is when it comes to my work, like being in the like therapeutic slash mental health slash social work field, I'm very confident. I'm confident in my clinical skills and my therapy skills, being able to like help people um, and my limitations and boundaries when it comes to the help that I can actually provide. Um, I feel very confident in the fact that I have changed as an individual compared to who I, you know, who I was like 10 years ago, even um, five years ago. So like this ever growing Yesenia is a, for me, I see it as a positive thing that I feel very confident about. Um, but in terms of like relationships and like self love and love in itself, whether it's like love from friends or love from like a significant other boys that I date, girls that I date, et cetera. Like I'm very actually insecure. Um, and I know that and I acknowledge that. And that comes from a place of like, not really feeling like I had too much love growing up. Um, that is a childhood wound, y'all insecurities, having an insecure attachment, how it bleeds out to your relationships. It comes from childhood, whether you like to believe it or not. Um, and there are ways to change it, but I haven't gotten there yet. In some relationships, I have been secure. Well, in one relationship, I've been secure. The other ones, well, we all know Yesenia, people love to cheat on Yesenia, so (laughs) it's created an insecure love bug over here. Yeah, you know how to pick them, I tell you. (laughs) I sure do. Man, I can't can't fish to save my life. (laughs) Uh, You just need the right teachers is all. But no, that's, yeah. that's good. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. Um, as for me, uh, my confidence definitely uh, is not what it was uh, a few years ago uh, when I, you know, started dipping my toe into the dating world or hookup culture and whatnot. Uh, it definitely took me a lot of work to get to where I am now. Because uh, for those of you that don't know, just to give a quick TLDR, uh, I was like sort of like bullied and picked on and teased most of my life growing up in school. So, you know, that's, that really sort of, you know, that didn't do me much any good for my self-esteem or my confidence uh, throughout high school and whatnot. Uh, So it really wasn't until after the fact that I started to really uh, find myself, you know, with my, uh, my, my clothes, my interests, um, just really everything about me now, I really started to find out more about myself after I got out of school. Cause for so long I was just oppressed. Isn't the right word, but just, just sort of, you know, not given the right, um, tools and foundation to really, you know, help establish myself. But ever since I got out of high school, it's just been, you know, full, full steam ahead, all systems go, um, you know, working on myself step-by-step step. and here I am now, uh, I wouldn't even say that I'm like fully, fully confident in myself, but I would say, I, I would definitely say maybe about 80, 85% uh, my confidence is there. Like pretty much almost all the time. I'm pretty confident in the things that I do and the things that I set my mind to. Um, mm-hmm. And I try to help, uh, you know, I try to help my friends along the way that maybe have some 
self-confidence issues and all that stuff. I know it's a work in progress and it takes time and everything, but uh, because I see a lot of myself in some of the, in some of our friends or people that I know um, in my other, in my personal life that I'm just like, man, all you need is just like one, just one good day. You know what I mean? And, and like your whole life will, will, will change. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's funny. And I've said this before in the podcast. I know I've said this to you plenty of times. I say this to our friends. I think DeAndre has one of the best glow ups that I have personally witnessed in a person like from meeting you in community college to who you are now, like you are such a different person. And I mean that in all the best ways, like you used to like hunch over and like say more outlandish things. And like, I I just feel like there wasn't a lot of you tried to be confident, but it didn't really always hit that mark. And then somewhere along the way, like you just really came into it. Like you came into your own being and now you're just out here living your best life. And like, I'm so proud of you. I hope you're proud of yourself. Cause like I said, you have one of the best glow ups that I've ever witnessed. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, cause, uh, I think the, I don't, I don't even know when it sort of clicked for me that, that I am, doing myself a disservice by being the way I am. Um, not that like I was like a bad person or anything like that, but, uh, I could be a look, I could be so much more than the person that I am. I don't even know when it clicked for me. I really don't. But I think really the way I am now is because like my mentality on a lot of things is, is if you sort of listen to the, uh, to the mental health, uh, part one, I talked about it towards the end. It's just, you just, you just sort of just let things wax on, wax off of you. Um, you just sort of don't let anything get to you. Uh, and I, I, I just sort of, you know, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sort of, I'm rambling, I'm rambling, I'm losing it. But I think at the end of the day, I don't, I just don't let things get to me and I just don't let things affect me. And so, mm-hmm. um, me just, going full steam of head full bore at everything just sort of allows me to just know my own abilities and know my own strengths as opposed to worrying about what other people think of me and what how other people see me as like I can be who I want to be pretty much all the time and like no matter what setting and I and sort of going back to what I talked about earlier uh like all it takes is like one good day. Uh, I remember we had this conversation the last time we hung out um, at a friend's house and, you know, we, we, it's one of those late nights. Everyone's just drunk or coming down from their drunkenness. And those of us that have made it into the late nights, uh, you know, we get to talking about, you know, personal shit and whatnot. And I, and I tell them, I tell, I tell these guys all the time, man, all it takes. And, and this is this, this, more so is geared towards um let's let's bring it to like the dating world and the dating scene for the next few minutes uh i I tell people all the time you know like hey what's what's stopping you from going over and talking to you know the cute girl at the bar or the cute girl you you know you come across on the street or whatever like what's stopping you from that you know and i get it it's for I, i i don't know how it is for for women but i know for guys it is a like it is and it's not, and it's not everyone. It's a daunting task to just work up that courage to just that first hello. It can, mm-hmm. it can be, it can be hard. Like even to this day, like I, as, as you know, you say, I have had like, I've had a glow up and everything, but like, yeah, even I still have, um, 
you know, blocks when it comes to shit like that. Uh, cause yes, I get it. It's, it's, it's awkward. You know, it's awkward to say, you know, oh, hello, miss, uh, nice to meet you. I like your shoes or I like your shirt or I like, you know, whatever it is about you. And to just sort of have a conversation steer from there, um, hopefully in the direction you want it to go. It's hard. It is super hard. And I get that. But at the same time, all it takes is one person to just to to let you in. And then you just sort of slowly start to realize that, oh, a lot of my worries and my troubles are all in my head. I'm making up all of these these scenarios and situations or outcomes in my head that are kind of holding you back. And once you just sort of realize that all of that stuff is just made up phony baloney, I think uh, I think a lot of people can really just start to get out of their own way. Honestly, when it comes to I think like the dating world and like, you know, trying to trying to run a game essentially, I think that is the biggest thing that breaks people's confidence is their own selves. And I mean that in the sense of like there's a 50-50 chance. Okay, let's talk probability, right? 50-50 chance of a person is going to say yes or they're going to say no. Not literally yes or no, but they're either going to talk to you or they're not going to talk to you. That's still a better chance than you not doing it and then coming up with all the ways in which this person is going to shut you down. Because you're over here jumping to conclusions, you're trying to make predictions about what this person will say to you to hurt your feelings. And really that's a 50% chance that any of those scenarios can happen. If you really want to get into probability, if you think about every single scenario, the chances of those scenarios, like exactly as you're making it up in your head, there's a very slim chance that those specific situations will happen. Um, But I think once you get comfortable with this idea that like you're showing interest and it's okay if it's not reciprocated, I think that can really help people get out of their own way um but also like someone rejecting you is not a blow to confidence it's just a simple like no and people i think take it into a bigger ego thing but once you said this one time of like once you step out of that ego that's where love can really exist and not just love person but love for yourself is like having a dictator of like how shitty you feel when you get rejected it's a what you get rejected do you know how people get rejected every single fucking day and they just move on. So just like you were saying, like, wax on, wax off type thing. Like, you get rejected. Oh, well. You tried. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I forget who says that, but shout out to them for saying it. That was Wayne Gretzky, hockey player. But, uh, yeah, I think absolutely. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with shooting your shot. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, rejection. You know, we're not... I think a lot of people get in their hands... Their hands? <laughs> get in their heads... Um, with the whole like high school mentality that they're going to go around and tell their friends that, Oh my God, this guy tried to talk to me today. And he was, he said this to me. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. Like, you know, that's just, you know, a hypothetical situation, but like there's, that's one of those scenarios where it's like, like, I think at the end of the day, it's like, what are you scared of? Like what at the end of the day, what are you scared of? Is it the rejection? Because I'm sure that's a that's a that's a real fear. You know, that sucks. Every, no one wants to you know feel rejected. And yes, like you said, that that can really be uh, a really big blow to, to some people's, uh, especially their egos. You know, they mm-hmm. they they think they go in with all this this bravado and this confidence 
and it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best and but you know like you said the feelings aren't reciprocated maybe not in that moment and it's you know take it on just take it on the chin and move on you know everything is a, a learning experience you're not gonna you know you're not gonna bat a thousand you know you're gonna have some failures yep and um you know it's gonna take some tries like uh here's a, a quick quick little story that i think this 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 was really one of the moments that actually really helped me um when i started when i started like actually like seriously talking to uh girls this was a few years ago i think this was right before either right before the pandemic or maybe right after i honestly can't remember it's been a little long so uh as you guys know uh or don't know i am a professional wrestler i had a show uh maybe about 30 minutes from where i live in a town that i go to maybe once every couple months for shows uh did the show it was cool and everything me and the announcer were tight we're cool you know we hang out after shows we get drinks and whatnot we hop we take we take a short little walk over to a bar after a show and uh and this guy is like the ultimate wingman he was like totally gaming up like two groups of girls one in one in line and then one like in in the in the in the bar the group of girls in the bar he just so happened to talk to outside the venue uh before we had um before we had left so mm-hmm. he kind of had already established like kind of like a i guess like a sort of a rapport before i had even met them but anyway uh mm-hmm. we're in the bar and you know the group of girls they uh he you know he's like oh hey there you guys are da 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 and I start, you know, chopping it up with with one girl, and she's, you know, feeling. Uh, she was at the show, like them and her group of friends were at the show, so they've already seen me. They've seen me wrestle. Um, and, you know, she's talking to me like, "Oh, uh, you know, you guys were good. I thought that was my first wrestling show. All this kind of stuff." And me, I'm not even thinking of it in a sense that like I'm gonna try to, you know, get her number or whatever. But like I'm thinking more of it as as a performer or an entertainer. I'm I'm having a conversation. Uh, with a fan in that moment i'm like oh my god that was your first show that's so cool do you like wrestling all this other kind of stuff you know i'm sort of in the in the wrestling uh entertainer fan mode but then you know we start Mm -hmm. talking a little bit more uh get like a drink under our belt and you know we start dancing um on the dance floor i won't say what took place nothing lewd or explicit or anything like that but you know we go dance for a little bit and after before she heads out uh you know she slides me her ig and she slides me her number and you know i text her the day after say hey you know i'm such and such you know i had a good time last night would you like to go out and you know hang out sometime and she and she said yeah i was like oh cool now granted we went on the date and everything and um uh we didn't have a second one but you know just the fact that i was able even even if i had help even though I had help in the moment uh, with my with my buddy, just the fact that um, I was able to have that experience. Now, granted, I know I was not starting from zero. <laughs> I was not starting at the starting line because I, again, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a wrestler. I'm a performer. I was on the stage before, so I, she kind of already knew me. I didn't have to work as hard. I get that. However, just the fact that I was able to even have that experience and talk to someone um just sort of like out of the blue is even that even that still like gave me like a huge huge confidence boost because she was totally chill 
she had a nice job and everything. She had a good group of friends. She was super down to earth, super chill. She was really, really nice. And just like even that, having that conversation, I didn't have any expectations in that moment or even going forward. Uh, it was just, you know, despite it not really going anywhere, it was just a nice experience all around. And I think that's it just like I say, it just takes one of those and it'll do wonders for you. I think also, you know, there's that idea of kind of, I think we kind of get stuck in this idea of, uh, fuck, I literally just had a, uh, what ifs, like, mm -hmm. oh, what if I would have asked her for a number? What if I would have went up to her? Yeah. What if I like said something to him? Mm -hmm. And I think when you just do it and you just take that risk, even if you get rejected or like this, you know, you went on the first date, there wasn't a second, at least now, you know. And then you're not left wondering with the what ifs. Right. Like, I think the hardest part for me in that whole uh, experience was asking for her number at the end when as she was mm -hmm. leaving, because I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, man, she's not going to give me her number. I, I literally in my head was like, man, she's not going to give me her number. She she doesn't probably she probably doesn't even want to see me anymore. But she gave it to me. And I was like, oh, well, fuck, I guess I guess I did something. We're right. here. Yeah, I was like, shit. Well, we, we queer. Yeah, man. Like I was telling one of my friends, uh, one of our <laughs> friends, the, uh, in that con that group conversation, I was like, "Man, all it takes, all it takes is one girl. You could get a thousand no's, and all it takes is the one, and that's the one you got to focus on." Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to confidence, what, like, I guess, what qualities? do you have that makes you feel like you have confidence? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, mm, that might be, I, I, I want to make sure I get this right. If I, if I don't want to misconstrue the qualities I have that I think that make me confident would definitely be my, my attitude and my outlook on certain things. Like, like I would say my, my, I don't even know what's the word unabashedness. Um, mm -hmm. is that, is that a word? <laughs> I don't even know. Just, it's, we're going to call it a word. Yeah. I think just the fact that I, I do everything to my full potential. I don't, I don't like to half-ass really half-ass anything like my work, my, my, uh, work ethic. When I'm at my job, I give even on, even on the days that I don't really want to be there, which is like almost every day I'm giving 110%, uh, well, okay, maybe not 110%, but let's say like 100%, because that 10%, y'all ain't getting that for free, or even even in my overtime, fuck that. But <laughs> but I'm giving, I'm giving, every, I'm giving everything my all, um, and I know my abilities, and I think that's the big thing um, for my confidence, is that I know what I'm capable of, and I know if I'm not um, you know, up to the task or I'm not the right guy for the job or I can't do this or I can't do that. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I know, I know my shortcomings. I know if I, need, mm -hmm. I need more training or I need to work on this or I need to work on that. Hey, I'm a little lacking in, um, my communication today. Maybe I can work on that a little bit better or things like that. I know, I know my shortcomings. I know my pitfalls, but I also know my strengths really well. So I think, I think to answer your question, yeah, I think I just know, I know my foundation very well. How about yourself? Um, I mean, I think in terms of 
like how I currently am. I think I'm a lot more confident because I'm actually able to like name what I'm looking for and name what I'm like wanting out of life and really trying to like match the people I'm around, the people that I'm dating, the jobs that I'm doing, the activities I'm engaging in to like help fulfill that goal. Um, I think sometimes I get a little tripped up of like wanting to do more for people than I probably should be doing. And this sense of like, I have boundaries placed and then I'm like, oh, but let me just kind of cross these boundaries because I love this person or this person means so much to me. And when realistically it's like, yes, I know you don't have that extra 10% to give. Um, so I do kind of slip up from time to time, but I think that in in some weird way, it's also what I have that makes me feel confident is I have a big heart and I know I have a big heart and I love that I love the way that I do. I think the love that I give, especially nowadays, is a lot more pure and just a lot more like fulfilling for me, I guess. Like just the fact that I know I can love other people and not get that in return, I'm totally fine with it because at least someone's getting love, you know, and I don't know. Like, I know a few people that I have loved romantically that probably didn't receive that type of love from anybody else. So, when it comes to my friends, same thing. Like, the love that I give my friends, I just feel like it's unique and it's special in its own way because it's coming from Yesenia versus like it's like a copy and paste type of love, you know? I think that's why this year I also tried to like really nurture all our individual relationships. And it's still an ongoing thing. But it's like, I don't want to just be this like basic ass person that just does things out of convenience or does things for things in return. Like I just do things because it genuinely makes me happy. Um, and also I, I want to do this more. I haven't been doing it recently, but this idea of like, if you look good, you feel good type thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like a bad bitch when I have my hair done. I have my makeup done and I have a cute outfit on. Lately yeah, I, it's I been more you, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I saw you like what was it last Sunday? I think you and I think your room your friend went to like a rave or something and y'all was looking fly as fuck. It was my sister. That's who it okay. Yeah, it was me and my sister. Yeah, we went to a concert and yeah, I just you know, I just wanted to fit the vibe and I had this cute little outfit on with my cute heels and you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, I, I feel good. But even in that moment, I wasn't feeling too confident. Um, but I got hella compliments and that definitely helped out. But yeah, I think that idea of like, you look good, you feel good mm-hmm. really does come into play for sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, in the mental health stuff. It's like if you go to the gym, you get that little dopamine rush, you start feeling good about yourself. It can bring you out of like a funk or a depression you know shit like mm-hmm. that yeah look good play good uh do you feel like you instill confidence in the people around you no i feel like i intimidate people actually really i get that that i and it's funny because i don't get it from everybody but i have heard it from plenty of people that i like intimidate people hmm. and i don't know if it's because so for example like I think my sister sometimes doesn't like hanging out. And this is obviously just my perspective, my view. I don't, she's never really said any of this, but also there's been some moments from like family past that have made me feel this way. But there's like moments where I feel like my sister doesn't like being around me because she's in my shadow. 
because I'm the one that went to college and I, I did school and I have this career and she's kind of like unsure with what she wants to do with life. And that makes me feel like shit. Cause I'm like, damn, like me and my sister are two different people. And I don't want her following in my footsteps. Like I want her to do what she wants to do. Um, and it sucks to, to feel that way, you know? Um, so I think for her, it's not that I intimidate her. I just think she's like, well, fuck. Like she has her life together and I don't. Um, and I, I definitely don't have my life together. So there's that. And then I think for my coworkers, uh, I think I instill confidence, but like a respective level of like, we all know what we're doing and they don't need to worry about me and like what I bring to the team because I know my shit. Mm. Um, I think when it comes to friends, I think sometimes y'all are scared of me. (laughs) (laughs) Only when you, only when you yell at us. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, But I mean, other than that, I feel like, I don't really do too much, I think, around you guys to to bring that sense of, like, confidence, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess you'd have to tell me. No, I think I think you definitely do. I think especially because you do such a good job of listening to um, our problems and whatnot. Like, you kind of are like the group therapist. I think that that definitely, you know, gives us hope um, and in our, you know, how we see ourselves and how we, how other people see us and how we view our, uh, we perceive ourselves to other people. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that definitely does help, help us in the long run, whether, whether you see it or not, or whether or not you, you are looking for like particular results, like even still just, you know, you being there, being the, the, the ear of the group definitely, I think is much needed. And it definitely helps a lot. Yeah, I would say like sometimes I think about it and <laughs> like there's sometimes like, for example, when one of our friends went through a breakup recently, I was just like, yeah, you better go fucking take all your shit back and like fucking sue him for all the money he owes you. Like I was gassing her up because I mean, at the end of the day, that situation was really fucked up, mm-hmm. but I was ready to go to fucking war. And then, you know, when our friends talk about some serious situations. I think maybe the confidence that I instill is more related to like, they know I, I like y'all know I have your back. If it comes down to shit, you might be in the wrong, but I'll give y'all a lecture about that later. Like in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have y'all's backs and I guess that type of confidence can definitely come from like a place of like, I have a friend, like I have security. And I think I do that because I didn't feel that growing up. Um, so I try to nurture that in my relationships for sure. Yeah, I would definitely, if you were a body part, I would definitely say you're like the spine of the group. Like the backbone. My next question for you is what, like, what about confidence is so important to you? And I guess I mean that in the sense of kind of just like reflecting on your past, you know, where you struggled with it. And like you were really trying to build it, like in that time when you were trying to build it, like why was it so important for you to have confidence? I think it's important. And like how does that compare to how you see it now? 
Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's it's important because it's really what allows you to break out of your shell and break out of your comfort zone. Um, mm -hmm. Using my uh, my pro wrestling uh, as the prime example, because I think that's really where a lot of my confidence comes from, uh, especially now. I I think when I started training, um, obviously, you know, I I I, I knew how pro wrestling worked, but I, you know, it's different when you step into the ring and you take your first bump and all that kind of stuff. And you start learning all these moves and how everything is put together and structured. So I think pro wrestling really gave me that outlet to really be like, Oh my God, I am so much, I am such a fucking athlete. It's fucking crazy. It's really, mm -hmm. it's really insane that my God, if I put my mind to something and it's, and it's true, like you hear it all the time growing up, but like, if you really put your mind to something and dedicate your time to it, it's, it, you'll see the results. And I was seeing the results from, from wrestling. I was learning all these moves very quickly. I was picking up things that would normally take people months or even years to learn. I made my debut in 11 months. Most people don't even debut, uh, within a year of them starting to train. So like that gave oh, wow. me that gave me like a really big uh, boost in myself, uh, especially when when I was told maybe like a month before uh, my my first match, I was told like, hey, uh, you know, we think you're ready. Uh, we're going to put you in there against this guy and all this stuff. And I was like, I looked at him crazy. Like, you think I'm ready? Like, really? And of course, I had my doubts because I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm fucking you know, only been training for X amount of months. I don't, I don't think I'm ready, but they, they both looked at me, my trainer and the owner of the company, they both looked at me like, like, calm down. You're going to do great. You are ready. Mm -hmm. We both, we both see it in you that you are ready. And I had my first match, invited all my friends. Uh, I don't know if you were there or not. Maybe you were, it was, a, it was a long, it was just a really long time ago. Um, but yeah, just having all my friends there watching me like pretty much, you know, live the dream that that was a, a turning point for me. So I really used wrestling uh, as as like the, the catalyst for what sort of sparked my my renaissance, I guess you could say, because for so long, like I said, I was just living in my shell, living in my bubble not really wanting to do sports in high school, like play football or do basketball or do whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't play sports in high school at all. So I had no athletic background whatsoever, other than like playing basketball on the blacktop with, with the boys. But other than that, I didn't really have much of an athletic background. So, but I was a natural at this and that really put everything into retrospect. It's like, damn, if I really had just you know, applied myself in the gym or on the basketball court, man, maybe I could have, you know, made the basketball team in high school and maybe got a scholarship to play wherever, you know, but yeah, you know, that's, and, and I look back on that and I'm like, damn, man, like even without wrestling, like let's take wrestling out of the equation. Like even in high school, man, if I had that confidence I had when I started wrestling and, and you know, maybe dipped my toe, just took a chance on myself uh, in high school to just play, do anything, you know, even if it was like band or something, just something extracurricular, like how, how different, um, or how, how much more sooner the, the confidence would have definitely started in me, but you know, hindsight's mm -hmm. always twenty twenty. but I really use wrestling as that, that catalyst for what sparked everything going forward to pretty much what you guys see now. Yeah, I mean, I think 
I think that's also where a lot of people get confident at a young age. And it's like team sports, building community when you're younger. Like I didn't, I also didn't play sports. I wasn't allowed to, not that I wasn't allowed to. I think it's just more of like, we didn't have money for it. But then, you know, like I had to cook, clean, watch siblings, keep eye of the house type thing. Um, So I think it was that in combination of like, I... I'm from a two-parent household, but I, like, we didn't have child support like that. So it was, like, it was just my mom's money. Um, And, you know, it was for rent and food. Like, that was literally it. Like, basic needs. Um, But I always wonder how different my confidence would be if I didn't, or if I did play sports or, like, did cheer or we had, like, a dance team, something like that. But then I also have a friend who did do, like, sports. And she used to always tell me, like, because I used to always want her confidence, but she'd always be like, no, I want your confidence. I was like, I'm confident. I'm not confident. You're confident. And it was like that little back and forth, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's funny because it's like the way that people perceive you is so different from how you perceive yourself sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I wish I can see myself through other people's lenses, but that's a that's a work in progress, you know? Speaking of seeing people through lenses, uh bring it just uh bring it back to dating uh what do you look for or i guess how do you how do you know like if when someone approaches you and you know maybe tries to you know put the moves on you try to work the game uh what what are like the signs of a confident guy to you and how do you and maybe can can you tell if like he's just sort of faking it you know to you know get through the conversation uh well i have a great track record of the men that i've chosen so i don't know take my opinion with a grain (laughs) of salt but for me it was the guys who try too hard like the real like try hard i'm gonna pick you up at this bar or this restaurant or whatever place those were the guys that i perceived to be narcissists like like bold lines Mm -hmm. like you have to have a pair on you to be bold but for me that also came with this idea that like you are so full of yourself that it doesn't matter if i say yes or no like you you're going to get late tonight like you are good with or without me type of thing so for me it was more about like identifying those overly confident men with narcissists and then the guys that came off really like nonchalant, just really like straightforward, but subtly like in a cute way or the guys that just like let off with humor. Those were the guys I often gave chances to. Um, and for me, it was more about like, if someone tells me a joke, it's like, okay, you might not feel super secure with you coming up to me and like not feeling super confident, but you were willing to make it a joke and make it like a laughable moment in case you get shut down, which means you know how to handle rejection. Mm-hmm. And then for the guys who came up to me like really casual, I guess they should really be the ones that are narcissists, right? Because those are usually the guys that I go for anyway. And for me in those moments, it was just more of like, like you are confident in the fact that you're still going to have a good night with or without me saying like, yes to you. Um, But I didn't associate those people with narcissists. It was the overly confidence guys that I was like, Oh, you're a narcissist. Yeah. So I think that's something I look for is the guys who use humor and can make me laugh, especially now, like on dating apps, 
I think the guys who have led off with like a casual conversation instead of, oh my God, you're so pretty or look at that smile or God, you're gorgeous. I don't ever respond to those guys. But the guys that are like, what's stuck? Because on one of my prompts, I have like, we'll get along if we have the same starter. If you know, you know. And most of the time, they're picking like fire starters. And I'm for sure a grass starter. Actually, <laughs> no, I am a fire starter, but I just love Bulbasaur so much. That's what it is. So I'll pick Bulbasaur over everybody. But then, you know, we, we start off the camp conversation that way. Or like a fun fact people don't know about me is I don't know how to swim. So I have, I've literally started a relationship over that conversation, you know? So um, I think me and my current situationship i forget how we matched but i want to say it was something about like revolving doors being scary i'm terrified of revolving doors i don't know if you remember when we got stuck in the bellagio oh yeah i do revolving (laughs) door and i got a meltdown um but yeah so i'm more likely to to conversate over those types of things than the the apparent compliments yeah just the people that just come off as more real yep so to speak yeah i i could I echo that sentiment. I love, I, when I was on the apps, yeah, I would always try to look at their bio if they had something for me to grab, you know, and just, you know, start it off of there or same thing for them. You know, I, I try to put some clever witty things in the bio and, or, you know, I wear colorful shirts and everything. Um, But one thing you said uh, that sort of like sparked a, a thought in my head was when you said uh, someone leading off with a joke Uh, that sort of, like triggered like a not a memory but like just sort of like a a thought bubble i had in my head is and this also uh goes back to wrestling some of the best advice i've ever gotten that uh i've applied pretty much to every facet of my life so uh if you're listening to this uh listen closely for the next few minutes and that some of that advice was do the things you're good at and don't ever do the things you're bad at and that uh applying it to wrestling really quick and then blowing it up into like a bigger life thing uh if i'm really good at throwing a basic move like a clothesline if i'm really good at throwing a clothesline and i know i'm bad at throwing drop kicks because like i am shitty at throwing drop kicks Mm -hmm. um you won't ever see me throw a drop kick in a match ever but you will see me throw a crisp nice 10 out of 10 clothesline so um yeah if you know you're funny uh be funny if you know you're charming be charming if you know you've got a a pretty smile man break that smile out and show them pearly whites you know what i mean do the things you're good at and don't ever let anyone see the things you're bad especially complete strangers that is one thing i've learned uh from wrestling is that man complete strangers their first impression of you, you can do, you can do 10 things well, but the one thing they're going to remember is the one thing you fucked up, whether you did it on purpose or not. And, and it could honestly be something you've done a million times, but in that instance, that moment, they chose to see you do the thing that you thought you were good at. And then they, you, you fail at it miserably, maybe not Mm -hmm. miserably, but you fail at it. And then that's the thing that gets remembered over all the cool things you've done. Eternity. I feel like, Doing the things that you're good at, but also maximizing the things you're good at. Like being able to really implement those into your different areas of life. Because when you're able to actually like focus on what you do well and what you do good, 
you're making little room for all the thoughts about what you do wrong, what you don't do good, what you suck at, what people might make fun of you for. Really, people don't make fun of people for these things. It's just you in your head think that other people are making fun of you in their head. Anytime you're able to maximize that positivity and focus on that positivity, you're actually minimizing your negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. which is something we use in therapy to help people gain confidence. Yeah, it's... uh... I I said this to uh, again going back to that conversation with the with the friend group. Uh, I always I always tell tell them like, hey, uh, you know, practice makes perfect, right? Uh, actually, one of my trainers, uh, real quick, just another quick side note. One of my trainers, uh, Glacier uh, from WCW, really nice guy, love him. He he always he had this saying. He always told us over and over again. He said, "Practice makes perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect." And like that kind of like stuck with me a little bit more because yeah, like practicing is one thing, but perfect practice will take you, take your shit to a whole nother level. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, he's right though. Like do the things, you're, like you said, do the things you're good at. Uh, and I, I, taking that even a step further is, you know, get out there and practice, you know, if you're not funny, but you want to be funny, uh, you know, there, there are ways to make you funnier. You know what I mean? There are ways to build your confidence up. Um, you have to be willing to, to take those steps and get towards your goal. Um, you know, I, uh, the advice I gave, uh, was, you know, go, uh, approach, uh, someone that you have zero intentions with of moving forward in like any sort of meaningful relationship and just have just a basic normal friendly conversation with them and trust me that even just that alone in in and of itself will do wonders for you i think it's always those moments when we don't have any expectations that end up being the best things like absolutely having a conversation with someone you have no intentions on actually being with or getting with you're just there to have a conversation you're there to make a memory make a good time um i think that you're more likely to spark into something more than with this idea behind like oh like i'm going to get her number Mm -hmm. um because again it's kind of like if you're good at making conversations for the sake of just getting to know somebody, you're going to be more successful than having a conversation for the sake of trying to get someone's number. Cause the intention behind it is so much more different. And Hey, it's like, you never know. You might actually, you might actually really like the person you're talking to and Lord, Lord knows where that could, uh, where that could end up. You know, like they say, like life comes at you like a freight train. So, mm-hmm. you know, Again, it's it's all about taking chances and taking risks at the end of the day. That's that's kind of what it really all uh, boils down to. Uh, dipping your toe into something new, trying out new things, going new places, meeting new people. Those are those, those are kind of like the three things that are really going to build you up. Excuse me, build you up uh, as a person. And that's really going to build your character and build your confidence pretty much for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think something that I always like to tell my patients that I work with in building their self-confidence is like, we all have our comfort zone. We all exist in that sphere of our comfort level. We hardly ever go across it because that's where anxiety kicks in. That's where like the negative self-talk kicks in, right? Those were all the like hee-hees and ha-has and all the jumping to conclusions. Like all the negativity exists right outside those gates for us. 
But every time that you step outside of your comfort zone, and the way that I like to say it is like, step outside your comfort zone comfortably. Don't go from like never going on dates to all of a sudden you have like a date at like a fucking five-star Michelin restaurant, whatever they're called. Like that's a huge jump. But what you can do is be like, hey, there's this girl I secretly like and we're actually just friends right now. I'm just going to like ask her if she wants to go to In-N-Out and just see where that goes, right? Um, Hey, Yesenia, like I want to practice going on dates. Can we like go practice? Like, you know what I mean? Just finding those little ways for you to do something that you're trying to get better at with people you're already comfortable with or in situations that you already feel comfortable with doing. Because taking those little baby steps will get you way further than trying to jump miles and miles ahead. Um, So stepping outside of your comfort zone in a comfortable way. Um, I think for me also when it comes to building confidence, like giving yourself a fucking break. Like please stop beating yourself up for every every single time you fuck up or you get rejected or you stuttered or you didn't say something right. Like we're not perfect human beings. Like if we were perfect, we would all look like Squidward when Squidward's fucking handsome. And then like, what type of world would that be? No, like the perfect human experience is the flaws and the insecurities and the fucking mess ups. Like being a human is just so stupid and ghetto and lovely and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> like yeah, allow yourself just giving, mistakes. yeah, just give yourself credit. Like you're not going to be perfect because you're practicing like perfect practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. So giving yourself that credit and that patience and kindness. I'm, this is something like if Yesenia the therapist was a slogan underneath, it would be like, be patient and kind to yourself. Because I always tell people that like, that's how you build that confidence is being patient, being kind, giving yourself that credit. Um, but also like something that can really help is increasing your self-care and talking to yourself in a positive way. Those things are so underrated when it comes to building confidence. And this is coming from a therapist who literally helps people build confidence, but also as my therapist works with me to build my confidence, you have to have self-care, taking breaks, taking care of yourself, your physical body and your like emotional self, being able to set boundaries and not cross those boundaries taking risks and being okay with whatever happens from them because you took the risk and like rewarding yourself for those risks because when you don't self-care nothing else is going to feel right because that's where all the fueling of basically like emotional distress comes in um and then when you talk nice to yourself you're going to start believing those things um the way that we tell ourselves like fuck we're so stupid because we said this one stupid joke or we stuttered and we're so mean to ourselves just imagine how much better we would feel about ourselves if we actually talk to ourselves the way we talk to our best friends um yeah i just i always tell people like would you let somebody else talk to you the way that you do and my patients would be like no like i'd slap the shit out of them i was like well then you better slap yourself because you're doing the same thing like come on now um and it's obviously easier said than done i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that it's not because i do working on that shit every day however once you start like start right after you're done listening to this episode or it can happen within a week of just positive self-talk and engaging in self-care like it really does change your life and your confidence absolutely uh couldn't have said it better myself um speaking of some self-care uh i need to go self-care because i'm fucking hungry 
uh i hate to cut the episode a little bit short i know we're just we're about to just come up on an hour but uh your boy is a little bit hungry and i've also kept uh someone else waiting on food also so uh i gotta go take care of that <laughs> but uh yeah yesenia uh, it was you know another great great fantastic conversation um i know this is it wasn't even the first choice we had this week uh other plans fell through but uh hopefully next week or the week after gonna try to rectify that um but in the meantime hey you've been great uh the listening audience audio listeners which is everybody you've also been great thank you for uh sticking with us through all these i don't even know what episode we're on i don't have the episode list in front of me but through 26 20 something episodes uh you've all been great um i do have an idea I want to throw out, uh, not now, but I'll put out maybe like a, you know, like a little special one minute doohickey, maybe on the next episode, because I do have an idea for uh, a, an episode I've had in mind for quite a while, but you'll get more info on that later. Till then, it's Friday. Everyone stay safe wherever you are. If you're driving to work, that means you, Teddy. Uh, if you're driving to work, drive safe. If you're drinking this weekend, drink responsibly. I will be partying in Sacramento for Aftershock this weekend. So by the time this episode comes out, I'll probably be breaking my neck with a whole bunch of my friends uh, listening to Avenged Sevenfold and Tool and Corn and such. So uh, if I don't come back next Hell week, yeah. if I don't come back next week, you'll know that I died in the pit. <laughs> I died <laughs> how I lived and I wouldn't have it any other way. No, sir. But yes, until then, like I said, uh, I'm DeAndre, she's Yesenia, and you have just been... Soft Boiled.